uh, Kit and I decided to do fairly early um, in uh, my medical and surgical career was to um, spend time uh, overseas. And so through uh, World Medical Missions, which some of you may heard, have heard of, it's the medical arm of Samaritan's Purse, which is run currently by Franklin Graham. Very early on, we started spending some time at mission hospitals for varying lengths of time um, working. And um, uh, one of the places that we ended up was at a small uh, mission hospital run by the Anglican Church in the delta of the Nile in Egypt. In a small town of maybe mm, 200, 250,000 people or so called Manouf. And to tell you how significant Manouf is in terms of overall Egypt, when I came and arrived, uh, Kit and I got off the airplane in Cairo to go to, to, go to Manouf. The immigration person, the guy that stamps your thing, was very chatty, particularly for somebody at like 12.30 a.m. And he wanted to know where we were going. And I said, well, we're going to Manouf. And he stopped, and he looked at me, and he cocked his head, and he said, Manouf? Manouf? Nobody goes to Manouf. <laughs> but it was at this hospital that, um, and we had been recruited, actually, by a fellow who was a urologist, who'd come and spent some time in Syracuse, so he's a, from Manouf. And he was, in fact, Bishop Munir's brother-in-law. And he kept encouraging us to come and come and come, and we did, finally. Uh, but there was this, his brother-in-law was the fellow that ran this hospital, uh, that is Bishop Munir, and um, who then was just a simple, humble, gastroenterologist, hospital administrator, and uh, believer in the Lord. Uh, he was also, because they, they, this was a run by the Anglican Church, although originally he was copt and then became Presbyterian, can you believe that? His wife comes from a very long line of Presbyterians. Um, uh, but this was a hospital that was run by the Anglican Church under the auspices of the Anglican Church of Egypt. And um, they needed a lay pastor, or a pastor, and they asked Bishop Munir, not yet Bishop Munir, to be the pastor, which he did. Um, and it was uh, out of that experience that we became good friends, very good friends. Our kids were of similar age, some of them, and so um, uh, and we have been back several times since. The um, hospital has grown uh, a lot. And then uh, maybe 12 years ago, 15 years ago, in 1998, I guess, um, he was asked 
by the then presiding bishop of Egypt to um, to become ordained. And two years after that, the bishop retired, and he was made bishop. If you can believe that. Not bad for a Presbyterian, huh? <laughs> um, uh, but the, uh, and since he's, he since then moved from this Manuf to Cairo, but because it falls under his uh, tutelage, if you will, oversight, overseer, he has maintained uh, strong contact with and oversight of and commitment to that particular, uh, that particular institution. Now, um, to sort of close the circle a little bit, um, as some of you may know, Kit and I do disappear from time to time, and um, one of the organizations, in, in traveling overseas, and one of the organizations that we do this with is this organization that I'm involved with called PACS, which is the Pan-African Academy of Christian Surgeons. And it is a part of or under the umbrella of the CMDA, which is the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Um, that organization has started, uh, ooh, now 20 years ago, um, surgical training programs in Africa originally. Um, and um, it has, uh, these are five-year training programs, very similar to what we have here in the United States. And they are um, uh, run by, run in mission hospitals scattered throughout the African continent. And um, they uh, train surgeons who are nationals to then stay in those places rather than bring them to the United States where they then get seduced basically to staying here rather than going back. So um, it is that organization um, which has again brought us close together because the latest addition to that residency program, and we now have 10 of them, 11 of them, um, is the hospital in Manuf, Harper Memorial Hospital. And I'm gonna play a little video, short, four minutes, which will tell you a little bit about PACS, if I can do this correctly. I'm from a province of like six million people, but only maybe two or three surgeons. And all those surgeons are in just one town. I asked you that I said there are two. Countries that don't have even basic surgical services uh, have just devastating uh, health problems. And uh, so surgeons are necessary, and, and good surgery is necessary. The surgical training program that we offer is a five-year uh, residency training program based on the same model as we use in the United States. PACS stands for the Pan-African Academy of Christian Surgeons. It is a program that developed and started at Bongo Hospital, and now it is spread to many countries. We have annual examinations. There is supervision in the operating room that is very closely monitored. We have residents who are coming from many countries to train. 
spiritual program over the course of five years. It includes Bible study. It's one of the best training programs now in Africa. It's recognized and seen as that by the African Surgical Societies. I like how Pax is educating doctors here in Africa. They provide everything we need for a very good education. Personally, I, I came here with almost no knowledge and I've acquired a lot more skills than just the few skills I had. In me, I was having that the desire of, you know, becoming a surgeon one day. But I never knew how it would be possible. I finished my high school in a war situation. Congo was in a war. We were like fighting every day. I did, instead of six or seven years, I did 10 years because of that instability. There was no way to achieve what you are feeling to do one day in your life. God helped me to, you know, to connect with Bucks to achieve my dream. My plan is to, to go back to Republic Democratic of Congo to help those poor people who can't afford anything, who are dying because of lack of skills. Parks is a, a, a right calling uh, and a right providence of God to a continent which is torn and which is underserved. These are future leaders. They're not just surgical residents. They're going back to places in which there are virtually no surgical faculty. They will be the ones that change the medical landscape of their countries, and because of that, they'll have tremendous influence as believers and Christians. In discipleship, Pax has made us think more like Christ. We pray for those that are totally down, hopeless, patients that have terminal illness, and patients that have financial constraints as well. Doing the work I'm doing here in the hospital is so important for me because we are doing it for, to glorify God, to glorify Jesus. We want people to see Jesus through us. To me, Pax is a gracious and God-given gift to the continent of Africa. My hope is that our residents would live the gospel and change the health of, of the whole continent of Africa. This is a way to change medicine, a way to change Africa, a way to change people. I am completely in. So... As I said, the, uh, the latest addition uh, to our surgical residency is uh, the hospital at Harper. Um, the Board of PACS is in the process, actually, of its five-year strategic planning. And one of the things that we are um, actively discussing, and will probably be part of that plan, is to establish more of these residencies in high-risk areas. And if you think about the environment for Christians, um, that includes places that are within the Muslim orb. And so uh, the first step for us is to do it in Egypt. And uh, we're grateful for that opportunity. And Bishop Munir has been 
key in making that all happen. And so he's going to talk to you about what it's like to be a Christian and to be responsible for Christian churches in a challenging environment. Bishop Munir. It's uh, a great joy to be with you here, uh, Nancy and I, and uh, to be with our friends, uh, uh, Lee and Kate Sillen. Lee wrote to me and said, uh, can you come and talk in Sunday school, in my, our uh, Sunday school? And I said, uh, I will be very happy to come, and I will pray that the Lord will forgive me for uh, talking in the Presbyterian church. <laughs> and then he responded and said, uh, we will be very happy, and the elders say, uh, they would like to hear you, and they will also pray that the Lord would forgive them for inviting an Anglican. To <laughs> it's great that we all share when Jesus Christ. Uh, I know what <coughs> uh, Lee said. He wanted to me uh, uh, to talk m- more about the persecution and about the suffering church in the Middle East. And I want to say that uh, the church suffering and persecution uh, is an integral part of being the Church of Christ. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, inseparable that the church would be suffering in this world. And Jesus said that to uh, the people and the disciples. And he said in, in Luke 14, if anyone want to follow me, uh, he should carry the cross and follow me. Uh, so there is a cross if we are to follow Jesus. There is a cross. And we cannot just uh, do it without the cross. We have to do it with the cross. He also uh, warned the disciples when he said, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. He also said at the end of John 16 uh, and verse 33, uh, he's saying, Uh, these words. Uh, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And and these words are always uh, in the minds of the Christians and the church right from the beginning, right from the first century. <clears throat> uh, Peter, uh, when he spoke about suffering, he spoke about suffering and the upcoming glory. He never separated them. There is, there is suffering, present suffering, and upcoming glory uh, all the time. And the disciples, we, when we read uh, the book of Acts, we see 
how much suffering they went through, but they are also rejoicing and rejoiced when to, to suffer for Christ. The church in Egypt, uh, since its beginning, uh, had been uh, acquainted and uh, experienced with this suffering. Right in the beginning, uh, St. Mark, uh, who brought Christianity to Egypt and wrote the Gospel of Mark, uh, he was Libyan and came over to Egypt in uh, 58 AD and started the church in Alexandria in 61 AD. But St. Mark was dragged, uh, he was tied to rope and dragged by horses in the streets of Alexandria twice until he bled to death and he died. And the, the, the early church in Alexandria paid a lot, a lot of martyrs in order to uh, to be present before uh, Constantine, Emperor Constantine, especially at the time of the Clatians. So there is martyrs. Uh, uh, we know them and we hear about them, we study their lives in the church in Egypt. So it is always in front of our eyes that there is a price paid by saints who love Jesus and were ready to die for Jesus. Tertullian uh, in North Africa has <coughs> said these words. He said, the, the blood of the martyrs uh, is the seed of the church. Uh, without blood, there is no churches. Uh, and in Egypt, uh, we Christians face difficulties and face sometimes persecution, sometimes hardships. Uh, and most of these are uh, when Christian students, for example, in universities cannot uh, get uh, uh, the, the marks they deserve and the, the honors they deserve, or they cannot be appointed in, in the positions uh, that uh, they should be appointed to. <coughs> they cannot be... Uh, leaders, uh, because some of the Muslims feel that uh, uh, they cannot be under a Christian leadership. So they cannot be governors. They cannot join uh, and, and be in very sensitive uh, positions in the police or in the army. Uh, it is difficult to build uh, churches. Uh, you have to have a presidential degree in order to build a church. And, and many of these hardships, which we feel it's uh, trivial hardships uh, in comparison to the early centuries uh, when Christians gave their life uh, in order to uh, continue to be Christians. But I, I want to say that uh, it became worse at the one year when the Muslim Brotherhood ruled Egypt. Uh, it, it was uh, very difficult, and uh, for me personally, it was the first time in life I feel that I am a second-class second citizen. Uh, people started to say, uh, if they don't like uh, here, you go away. You can 
uh, immigrate, uh, but don't stay in Egypt. Uh, people started to call us Zimmis, like the beginning of Islam. Zimmis means the non-Christian, the non-Muslim. Uh, and some people said they have to pay tax, uh, extra tax, because they are Zimmis, are Christian. Uh, so we heard all this during this time of the Muslim Brotherhood. But fortunately, uh, uh, they didn't last, and uh, the, the people uh, over, uh, reacted to uh, this kind of discrimination, and they not only discriminated uh, against Christians, but also discriminated against moderate liberal Muslims. Uh, uh, and that's why they revolt, the people revolt, and threw the Muslim Brotherhood out. And when this happened, uh, they burned about 69 churches at once. In one day, 69 churches were burned. Uh, but fortunately, we felt that the church is not the building. The church is the group of believers. Uh, and. Uh, this is the little we can offer to Egypt in order to see Egypt free from uh, uh, such oppression and oppressive Muslim regime. Uh, right now, we praise the Lord because we live in, in a new era. Uh, president Sisi, uh, the new president, uh, is very much encouraging. And he is the first president ever to come and to uh, uh, join the Christians in Christmas services uh, in the church itself. Uh, and also uh, speak very openly with the Muslims that we are all one, we are all Christians, and Muslims, we are all Egyptian. Uh, so we have hope now uh, than any time before. I must say, <coughs> what the church has done over the years uh, in response to this persecution, it is easy for the church to be uh, isolated and isolate itself because it's uh, persecuted. Uh, what we call in shelled, like go into a shell and protect itself from the wider society where there is hardships and persecution. But what the church has done, especially speaking about our church, the Anglican church, they said, no, on the, on the contrary, we have to engage even more with the people. Because the people have misconception about the Christians. The Christians worship three gods. Uh, uh, the Christian uh, uh, have very strange ideas about the end of the days, uh, not like us. Uh, so we have to engage in order to correct and these misconceptions. And uh, we do this through our schools, through our hospitals, uh, and through our community development centers. So we have uh, more community service centers, hospitals, schools, and community development more 
than the number of churches. And that is right from the beginning, in 1800, when the church fell. In order to uh, reach out to Muslims and to share the love of Christ with them, we cannot wait in the churches and wait for them to come in. They will never come in. Uh, we have to go and serve them. And we do this through uh, our schools and hospitals, clinics, and community development centers. <clears throat> and uh, we also share the good news. We take all these uh, community service centers in order to have windows to share the good news with uh, our Muslim neighbors and to love them uh, clearly. Uh, I would like to, uh, uh, to, to stop here. Uh, <coughs> I, I know the time is, is, uh, is very short. Uh, I can talk more a lot about the ministry uh, of the church and how we live in a Muslim uh, country. Uh, but I would like to hear from you uh, your questions uh, so that I can answer and, and be uh, uh, beneficial to you more than just saying things. But before we do this, I would like to show you a, a, a four-minute video <coughs> of the 22, 21 Egyptian Copts who were uh, beheaded at the shores of Libya. Uh, and uh, <coughs> one of them, when uh, the ISIS were beheading his head, he cried out and said, O Lord Jesus, in Arabic, Ya Rabbi Yesua. O Lord Jesus, Ya Rabbi Yesua. And uh, uh, someone took this word, Ya Rabbi Yesua, and make uh, a song. Uh, out of it. Uh, and it's a beautiful song. But I want you, as you listen to this song, to, uh, to reflect. These are 21 uh, Copts, Coptic Orthodox, who live from in Upper Egypt. They are not educated. Uh, they went to work, handy work in Libya, like in building and things. And uh, they have such a very simple faith. Uh, they, they don't have the biblical knowledge we have. Uh, they only love Jesus and believe in him. And they were ready to die for him. And they were ready not to denounce their faith in order to escape uh, being beheaded. Uh, and, and that is... Uh, again, show uh, how uh, the image of the martyrs of the first century still live in the minds of simple Coptic Orthodox people uh, in, in the villages and the towns of Egypt. So I, let me show you this, and then I will respond to your uh, questions.
asking me to say my face is just a lie they tell me turn away and I won't have to die but how can I abandon the one who wouldn't abandon me oh my lord You are the treasure worth more than all we own. Lord, you are the pearl. Your beauty shines alone. Lord, you are the love that takes away our sin. Lord, you are the bread.
Jesus. Uh, I'm ready for questions, yes. <laughs> I think the, uh, the history uh, <coughs> which we study and uh, uh, keep in our minds uh, generation after generation that suffering is very much part of our life as a church. <coughs> uh, in, in perhaps I, I cannot speak much about uh, the Western church, but I think you uh, think that it is human right not to have any suffering. Uh, uh, it is uh, to suffer is against human rights and civil rights. Uh, you cannot do this. Uh, so uh, I think the church in the West react towards suffering uh, as a bad thing. Uh, to be honest, uh, I am a bit concerned if uh, the church in the Middle East become totally free and live in complete uh, peace and, and no troubles whatsoever. Because I think that the troubles and the, and the tribu tribulation and the hardships keep us, keep our eyes on Jesus. Uh, when uh, the church after Constantine, there was two churches in Egypt, the Greek and the Coptic. The Greek, uh, after they have the, the freedom, <laughs> after they have the, the <coughs> uh, after they have the freedom, this, the church started to become self-centered. Uh, big building, beautiful, uh, lots of uh, beautiful vestments, uh, crowns, and, uh, and the clergy, and uh, the bishops, and the archbishops uh, became the center, not Jesus. Uh, and th there is this risk all the time that a relaxed church becomes self-centered. Uh, a persecuted church uh, become Christ-centered. Uh, so I think that is as far as I can tell. Uh, but I, I, I must say that even here in the West, uh, it is not becoming easy for Christians. Uh, I, I believe that you are a PCA. Why did you leave PCUSA? Uh, why uh, the, uh, the Anglican Church uh, left? Because they were persecuted, even within their own church, uh, the Episcopal Church. 700 priests were deposed, and 12 bishops were deposed completely. Uh, uh, so they are persecuted not from the world, 
but from those who have different uh, uh, understanding and different uh, type of Christianity. Uh, so uh, it is. <laughs> Any other question? <coughs> yes? Uh, the church uh, in Egypt, uh, okay. uh, the church is uh, is very important to, to, to be present in the Middle East, especially at this time. Uh, uh, when it is easy for many young people to leave the country. Uh, many Western countries are opening the door for immigration, especially for Christians. And, and there will be like a, a brain drain uh, so it is important that we, we continue to be present in the Middle East uh, because I think Middle East without Christian faith would not be a, a Middle East. Uh, it is a place where Jesus was born, crucified, and died, and how it become empty of Christians. So pray for the church to help the young people to stay on. And, and the church is trying to find jobs for uh, the unemployed, uh, is trying to serve the community and to witness. So pray for our uh, community services, for our hospitals. You heard about uh, PECS. And, and PECS in particular is making this training so that the the Christian surgeon would not come over here to be trained. They are doing the training uh, over there because once they come here, it's very unlikely for them to go back and serve the, the people there. So uh, pray for our hospitals, the schools, uh, uh, and for our community development because it all give us uh, windows to share the love of Jesus in words and in deeds. Uh, so pray for, it, it is a costly ministry as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a, a possessed computer. <laughs> It is all packs.
but it's frozen. No, I was uh, answering a question about. Uh, ah, yes. Uh, I am actually uh, the Bishop of uh, Egypt, uh, North Africa, Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, and the Horn of Africa, which is Eritrea, Djibouti, Ethiopia, and Somalia. Uh, that is my. Uh, 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 my responsibility in the diocese. Uh, but also, currently, until 2017, I am the Archbishop of uh, the Middle East, uh, which in, uh, uh, include Cyprus and the Gulf, Iraq, uh, the Gulf, Saudi, Yemen, uh, and Jerusalem, which is uh, uh, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, and Israel and Iran. Uh, so uh, these are my responsibilities. Uh, it will be less in 2017 because I will step down as the Archbishop of the Middle East. How? There is, there is. Uh, uh, a lot of people see visions and dreams, uh, but also through uh, the work. And because of this uh, uh, Arab Spring, which turned to be uh, Arab winter and lots of bloodshedding, many of them started to uh, inquire about the Christian faith. Uh, so I have Syrian refugees coming and say, we are fed up of the blood shedding. We want to, uh, to, see, to know more about your faith because it's a, it's a faith of love. So uh, there is people. But in general, uh, the Islamic world is a difficult world. Uh, because in the minds of Muslims, they believe in Jesus, but as a prophet. Uh, uh, they, they have it all. They have the last word from uh, Prophet Muhammad. Uh, so they, they are not empty. They, they have things in their mind. Uh, if you compare uh, responses uh, within the Muslim world uh, and Africa, it's very different. Uh, African context, people can, can come quickly. But in the Muslim world, it is difficult, but we have to do it. We have to, to be there in order to uh, communicate God's love. Uh, 
อยู่ yes I think uh, uh, the 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 people that split from the Episcopal Church, there are people split long ago uh, from the Episcopal Church, like the uh, Reformed Episcopal Church, uh, and other uh, uh, continuing Anglican uh, Church. But the recent one uh, that brought them all. Uh, started by a network uh, of all these uh, 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 different types of Anglicans. Uh, they were br brought in into this network, and now they formed one uh, Anglican province, which is uh, the Anglican Church in North America. Uh, uh, Which is, which is different from the Episcopal Church, of course. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, uh, they are actually part of the worldwide Anglican community. And uh, in the last, last week, when uh, we have our meeting in Canterbury uh, with all the provinces, Uh, of the Anglican Communion present with the Archbishop of Canterbury, the, the Archbishop of the Anglican Church in North America was invited to this meeting. So they are brought to the worldwide Anglican Communion. But the fact is uh, uh, there is a, a, a deep division in, in the way of thinking uh, and interpretation of the scripture and in regard to the authority of the scripture and many other issues. Uh, uh, there is a, a big division, uh, uh, especially between the south, the global south, and the, and the global north now. Uh, so uh, I don't know how this will, will come back, if ever came back. Uh, I, I, uh, I have my doubts, but at the end, uh, we need to know it's God's church, uh, and, uh, uh, and he is the one who will protect the church and, uh, and bring it together. He'll be around if you want the chance to shake it.